What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News here with another Elimination Chamber Retro Review. This time we go back to 2014. I mentioned in our Elimination Chamber 2013 review, it was the final Elimination Chamber before the WWE Network era. I was wrong. Technically, it was this one, although the WWE Network was already confirmed. The first official major WWE pay-per-view besides NXT TakeOver was WrestleMania 30, which ran pretty well as far as streaming goes. And this pay-per-view took place Minneapolis, Minnesota, Target Center on February 23rd, 2014. This was in the midst of Daniel Bryan's Yes Movement. It's crazy to go back in that time and think, man, oh man, oh man, he willed himself to the main event of WrestleMania. The fans did as well. I was pissed off at the time of this pay-per-view. I hated the finish, and I just figured, you know what? They're going to give Daniel Bryan a match with Triple H at WrestleMania, and that's going to be his consolation prize for not being in the main event. The main event was originally going to be Batista versus Randy Orton. If you read Daniel Bryan's book, if you read if you read the Wrestling Observer, if you listen to any insiders, any people in the know, any people that were there at the time, they will tell you that the original plan was Batista versus Randy Orton, which would have been a great main event in 2005 or 2006. Yeah. Although Road Dogg and a bunch of other guys claim Oh, it was part of the plan all along to get over Daniel Bryan, to get him over this hump. No, no, no. Back then, nothing was guaranteed. And I had to believe it by seeing it. Thankfully, Daniel Bryan ended up getting the world title. Thankfully, he headlined WrestleMania. Thankfully, he had a few good months before the big tailspin. His father passed away. His biggest fan, Connor Mahalik, passed away. God rest their souls. And he had his neck issues. A year later, he'd win the IC title at WrestleMania 31. He'd wrestle one final match with John Cena defeating Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. And in 2016, he ended up retiring. Now, Daniel Bryan could always come back outside of WWE, but let's just assume that he, he never comes back. Yeah, this was one of uh, th- this period was definitely the high point of, of his career, and it, it's kind of sad, you know, that he had to retire prematurely. But at the same time, for a guy that retired at 34 years old to leave the impact he did on the Indies, Ring of Honor, Japan, and of course WWE, tremendous. So if you're somebody that didn't live through the Yes Movement, maybe wasn't following wrestling that much at the time. This is a pay per view, and and these shows in 2014, early 2014, you might want to watch. And just see the the rise of a true superstar who proved against all odds that he could get over and that he was an A-plus player. So, we had the pre-show match. Cody Rhodes and Goldust defeated Ryback Soul. At the time, it was Ryback and Curtis Axel. Terrible tag team. They were accompanied by Larry the Axe Hennig, the AWA wrestling legend. And poor Curtis Axel, with his dad in his corner... In his hometown, could not get a damn win. Cody Rhodes and Goldust beat them. Cody Rhodes and Goldust were a great tag team until Cody Rhodes became Stardust, and then they became terrible. We had Big E, who was Intercontinental Champion, successfully defend his title against Jack Swagger. There was a time where Big E was a future main eventer. 
There was a time where Curtis Axel looked to have some big things in his future. He won the IC title, and he was doing his thing in 2013. He lost to Big E, and he faded into obscurity. Big E would later lose the IC title, kind of get into obscurity, but thankfully the New Day saved him. But there was a period where he was uh, certainly sinking. We had the New Age Outlaws. Excuse me. The New Age Outlaws who, for whatever reason, were tag team champions at the time, beating the Usos. The Usos would later win the tag titles on Raw. I don't know why they couldn't have won the tag titles at WrestleMania, but they ended up winning on Raw and then wrestling and successfully defending the tag titles on the pre-show. I lost my voice because of the fact that it's the New Age Outlaws, 2014. And the New Age Outlaws would go on and get squashed in three minutes against the Shield at WrestleMania. At least they put them over. We had Titus O'Neil be Darren Young. God, this this match was just... And this match went eight minutes. Jesus Christmas, I need some water here. Yeah, 2014 was weird. We had the Wyatt family who were super over against the Shield who was super over. Keep in mind that the Wyatt family, at least Bray Wyatt himself, were undefeated. The Shield... Rarely lost. They had a great, 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 great six-man tag match, which the Wyatt family won. This teased the Shield breaking up, although they wouldn't break up for another three months. Ugh. Looking back, I already mentioned this in a previous Elimination Chamber retro review. What could have been with the Shield? This, This group of three guys, this faction, was never more over individually than they were as a unit. They broke them up way too soon. They, they should have done it a certain way where they build it up slowly. Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble. They turn on Roman Reigns, that being Ambrose and Seth Rollins. And he could have made a shield triple threat for next year's WrestleMania or, or whatever. Instead, they break up. Seth Rollins does his thing. He's the corporate lackey. He wins the money in the bank. He wins all his matches thanks to help from Kane and J&J Security and Triple H. Roman Reigns, he was still over for a little bit. And then they proceeded to give him some awful dialogue. Talking about being Roman Reigns and the giant beanstalk. Saying suffering succotash. They ended up making him a little more serious. Uh, But in 2015, he ended up winning the Royal Rumble and the fans wanted Daniel Bryan to win. And then he went on to WrestleMania to lose to Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins cashed in during Lesnar versus Reigns. And the fans just never forgave Roman Reigns for, quote-unquote, taking Daniel Bryan's spot. They never, Even after Daniel Bryan were long retired, even after Daniel Bryan put him over, they never forgave him. And Roman Reigns wasn't exactly booked great either. And if you're somebody that's watching right now that watches the current WWE product in February 2017, the time I'm recording this right now, you know this already. Maybe one of these days Roman Reigns will be a big needle mover. But that time isn't now. And that time could have been 2014. But they broke up the shield way too soon. And it's just sad to see what could have been. The Wyatt family, it's kind of sad to see what what could have been too. Because had Bray Wyatt not lost to John Cena at WrestleMania, had he stayed undefeated for a while, won the world title, he could have been a megastar. And in 2017... On the eve of Elimination Chamber 2017, he could finally win a world title, which is great. Go on to face Randy Orton at WrestleMania 33. But 
compared to what he could have been in 2014 had they kept protecting him. Yeah, it it is night and day, kids. It's, it's night and day. But this was a great match between two great factions. We had Cameron beat AJ Lee, the Divas champion, but by disqualification, this match sucked. AJ Lee was the longest reigning Divas champion until Nikki Bella broke her record, and then Charlotte broke Nikki Bella's record. We had Batista beat Alberto Del Rio. Speaking of fans hating a guy who took Daniel Bryan's spot, so to speak, Batista won the Royal Rumble. Fans were pissed off that Batista won and that Daniel Bryan was not even in the damn Royal Rumble. So the fans just showered Batista with booze, called him Batista. Thankfully, WWE came to their senses after this match and turned him heel. But man, poor Batista, he just... He got the brunt of, of that hate from the fans, man. Oh, God. This is also in the midst of the awful authority storyline, which was good for a couple months with Daniel Bryan. But for most of 2013, they spent all year long telling us that Daniel Bryan's not as big of a star as John Cena. Despite giving him the world title and putting him in main events, they kept telling us he was a B-plus player. And that'd be fine and all if he ended up coming up victorious at the end. But in, instead, he had lost to Randy Orton. He lost a few to Randy Orton. He lost to the Wyatt family. He ended up becoming a Wyatt family member for two weeks and then turning on Bray Wyatt and then losing to Bray Wyatt. Not a great way to build up a babyface, right? Ugh. Even after he won the world title and then subsequently had it stripped, they still made fun of him on the mic. Ugh. Yeah, the authority, horrible heels. Horrible heels because they rarely got their comeuppance. It was pretty pathetic. And then a year after, freaking Triple H beats Sting. Ugh. Ugh. So we had this Elimination Chamber match. I hated this match at the time because Randy Orton won thanks to interference from Kane. Kane. Now it ended up well in the end for Daniel Bryan, but still. Kane. In a match that's supposed to not have any interference. Kane. Maybe if I want... You know what? I went back and watched this match. I didn't hate it. As much as I did at the time, but but still. Ugh. Man. Kane. So, we had Orton versus Brian versus Cena versus Cesaro versus Christian and Sheamus. Christian beat Sheamus. By the way, during this period, Cesaro actually had a pinfall victory over Randy Orton. And then Cesaro won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And then he got horrible theme music. And then for whatever reason, after a few months, they stopped pushing him. Yeah. And they wonder why he never rose to that main event level. Maybe because you didn't want him to, and instead of at least giving him a chance, you put him in positions to fail. Sound familiar? Yeah. So they had, we had Christian beat Sheamus. We had, and, and poor Christian, by the way. He beat Sheamus here. Uh, he ended up losing a series of matches to Sheamus leading up to WrestleMania. And then he was supposed to participate in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. He suffered a concussion against Sheamus. And God bless Sheamus. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but Sheamus is the guy who concussed Daniel Bryan, concussed Christian, concussed maybe another guy. I forgot who else. But he's injured a few guys. And he's got a hard style. And look, stuff happens in the ring. 
Okay, and I'm sure he doesn't mean to hurt these guys intentionally. From what I understand, he's actually a really nice, well-liked guy backstage. But seriously, man, he can be a little rough sometimes. And unfortunately, he was rough with Christian, who had already suffered a number of concussions. And it turns out that uh, that random Raw match that Christian had with Sheamus ended up being his undoing, led to Christian having to retire. Christian's lived a good life since then, hosted the ENC show on WWE Network, may get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. It's not like he's hurting for money or anything like that, but uh, it was disappointing because Christian missed WrestleMania 30 and ended up having to retire. But, hey, it's wrestling, it's physical, things happen. Daniel Bryan eliminated Christian, John Cena eliminated Cesaro, Randy Orton eliminated John Cena, and then Randy Orton eliminated Daniel Bryan with the help of Kane. So overall, I'd say an okay Elimination Chamber. I'd give it a thumbs down. Uh, The only match you should really, really go out of your way to see here, I think. I mean, you know, the Elimination Chamber wasn't bad, okay? There's always, the guys always work hard in the Elimination Chamber. So if you want to watch that match, why not? But it's pretty long. It's almost 40 minutes. But if there's one match you should go out of your way to see, Wyatt Family versus The Shield. The heat was unreal. You won't believe how much fans are cheering Roman Reigns. It's crazy. But folks, I want to hear from you. Were you at Elimination Chamber 2014? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Are you going to go watch it? Let me know. Leave a comment below. Tweet us. Facebook us. Do what you got to do. If you enjoyed this retro review, please like, share, take care, and don't forget to subscribe for more retro reviews and wrestling updates.